Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. You know, I've heard people talk about Sonny and Cher, like as a comparative to their current situation, which they find highly wonderful, like what I would put my relationship at with my husband, which I know is rare, which is why I make sure I keep it there because I know it is rare. Ha, there you go. Keep it there. You know it's rare. Um, anyway, I don't know if they were that great. I mean, Sunny and Cher. I got you, babe. Awesome song. But did they really? I mean, they got divorced before he ever died and now he's gone and she's here and I think they only had one child, right? Did they? I think they only had Chaz. There might have been another. I don't know. But I know they have Chaz. But anyway. I'm just saying. He was alive long before they ever got each other. Because I think he had another wife with kids. I don't know. I don't have a fact finder yet. Someday. (laughs) Somebody on the fly can, like, follow me around and say, yeah, what you said was right. You got it almost there. Here's the other fact. Man, that would be amazing. Sometimes I just ramble, and I think I'm explaining it right, but I may have crossed some things and just too much information all the time. Information, information, information. And I'd be like, I'm trying to remember. I think so. I quoted that. Let me check. Got to double check. I make sure I always double check before I say something. If not, I'll say it just like I did now. But what I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure I don't got you, babe. So that makes you wonder, are some people together by point of profit? When people compare themselves to Sunny and Cher, are they saying, we understand the importance of the partnership at this time to make ourselves become where we need to be tomorrow? Or does it just kind of fall apart after you hit that point? Like maybe they were truly, I got you, babe, when they were singing it. But then as the years rolled on, the money and the ease and, you know, like being more creative and artistic. And they were like, "Eh, we're different people now. Who knows? Speculation, speculation, speculation. All I'm saying is when I hear that song, I can't use it in the way I want to use it when I'm trying to talk about an authentic relationship that I have. So that's where that is. But uh, speaking of being authentic... I was staining the railing yesterday on the back deck, just finishing up some last minute projects and it was good because the weather let me. It's been rare. You might have one in 10 days where not only are you not going into work and having to work all day long, but two, it's beautiful, sunny and warm out and you can like really accomplish something that's going to be long term throughout the season, not just like when we were mowing leaves in March just to try and clean up the grass. Anyway, now I can plant flowers and make it pretty, but still waiting for that mulch to go on sale. Wish somebody would offer to deliver it free with your order. Just saying. COVID. Um, one of the things I noticed was across the tree line, which my backyard is a really pretty backyard, and there's a tree line of maybe... I don't even know, 10 feet. And then there's somebody else's backyard, which is rare because we have this huge subdevelopment that grew bigger than the trees could. So there's a lot of people that are living in what once was cornfields. 
and they've built on and built on to where now there's no trees and it's just backyards and sunlight and you know decks that came with the factory build and people that don't have skills which is why I still swear if my husband just built decks all summer long I know it's in the summertime but we can go to Mexico in the winter or go wherever in the winter it's tropical in other places so I'm fine with vacationing and then just working on the summer for now why wouldn't you? It's almost like you're being paid to be snowbirds. Opposite. So, anyway, rambling, I know, but across the tree line, I hear this girl that I've heard many, many times when I'm sitting outside just chilling in the afternoon, screaming. Now, I'm not saying screaming like, oh, you scared me and I scream when I get scared. Or, oh, that was really funny. And sometimes when I laugh really hard, I make a screaming noise when I bring it back in and then snore it on the way out. No, it's not the annoying, they can't help it thing. It's, I'm going to scream every time I don't get my way. And I can already picture her. She's probably like straightening her arms and keeping them at her sides and just letting it rip. And... That does happen with a lot of people, as in children, to me, when they haven't developed English yet. Or the ability to express English effectively yet. Based on the shrill, fear-inducing, curdling screams that she lets out because the brother didn't let her get on the slide first, or she doesn't want to go in yet, or... That's her flower she saw first. I don't know, but it's like that kind of a usage. And I don't know, she's somewhere between 7 and 12. That I'm like, oh, you know, hmm. You know, maybe she has autism. Maybe she has some type of behavioral disorder, developmental disorder, something that is out of her control that allows her to still play four and a half out of every five minutes before she freaks out. That would be a win. But sometimes I hear her talking to the other kids and I, I think it's behavioral. I think she knows if I just scream, everybody's annoyed, but yet I still get what I want. I actually like work with someone like that. And it makes me think of uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch uh, Little House on the Prairie. Nellie Olson. Nellie Olson lives across my tree line. And Nellie Olson needs to shut up. And I don't know how to explain it in a nicer, kinder way because I'm always kind about kids. But sometimes there's a time where you got to like woke them a little bit. And I do not... I've never, I mean, you could interview all three of my kids, they're like 14, 16, 28, and ask them if they remember a time I whooped them, or, I mean, I know I've said harsh words at times and cried and apologized because I was stressed out and not in the right headset, but that's because I took too much stress on in other facets of my life without expressing them correctly. And I apologize profusely to this day for those things because even though they probably have one handful maybe combined, it's happened and it's something that I personally would never do. 
And I feel very bad about that. So I always let them know, hey, I'm not making excuses, but I identify when my stress is outside of me and in bigger places so that I don't bring it home and take it out on the very people I love because that's what people do. And I don't mean it. It should be the opposite. So I've done that and I feel really bad about it. And they can probably all count, like I said, on one hand, I hope no more, but I would never, I've, I've not had to physically interact with my children in a way to punish them. I think in my time, I remember two or three. And if you think about it, being a child in the 70s and 80s and being whooped two or three times in your life and knowing they would have rather not, but it was kind of like the standard at the time for the level of infracture, which I still defend two of them were out of my control. It was who I was with and I should have known better than to just play along. That was my problem. I was guilty by association, but they still say back then it didn't matter. Whatever. We'll debate that to this day. <clears throat> didn't yank the cost out of the closet, Dad. Anyway, I don't have to. And you don't have to, not because I know I am absolutely blessed with gratitude of having the best kids in the world who are awesome thinkers and people, but I always raised them as people. Like I never treated them as children, meaning they were beneath me. I always raised my children understanding that they were possessed with the, the soul and the integrity and the purpose that they were meant to have. And I'm kind of their like life guide as far as I know, based on what I learned in the school and I had had thus far to accommodating them into my personal home of being a heart on the outside of my sleeve or whatever that saying is, which basically means you're exposing yourself to everything because your love is now deposited inside of outer beings that are not protected by what you can control. And it gets crazy, crazy, crazy. But I have three awesome people that I just love. And to all of my other people out there, when you interact with me, nieces, nephews, cousins, friends, sisters, I don't know, whatever. I hope, I hope you do too. Because I treat kids like I treat adults, which is, I'm, I'm going to do my best if I'm allowed, depending on the situation, to tell you where there was good points, but there was things I'd, I, you know, I'd kind of work on if I were you, because this isn't how it's going to work in real life. Scenario feedback and comfort, build up, encourage, love, and feel absolutely amazing when they do more than you could ever understand or learn and make you realize they're going to be great and they are going to be successful because they have great ethics and values and sense of humors and, you know, they apply what they're learning to the bigger picture. And they're really cool people. And I'm like so fortunate that I was chosen to be their guide because I'm, I mean, they were, I was broken when they met me, not in a bad way or a good way or whatever way. I mean, all of them made me better at what I am today. So it's like they all came as they were needed to 
kind of nurse each other through it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, yeah, what I like more, happy with what I've got, grateful beyond measure. People could only dream to have what I have. I understand it. So I'm good with that. I just always treat them like people. Because that's what they are. Like, you gotta admit, Nellie Olson was Nellie Olson at 8. She was Nellie Olson at 28. Even when she was grown up and raising the restaurant, and even doing it with Miss Harriet, and getting past her own issues of being better than others. But, she still knew how to throw a fit to get her way. We're all big kids. That's the reason why when somebody's looking at you through eyes of a hundred years and somebody's looking at you through eyes of one year, you see the person that they are and we're always evolving and we're always getting better and growing and some of us are not. Some of us just don't know how. Some of us have never seen how, it's never seen, never saw how. Some people don't think they're good enough to see it. So they say it's just a mirage or it's not true. Like a rainbow is just a reflection of light. I don't know. There's all kinds of reasons, but needless to say, we all start out as a planted seed and we're supposed to grow into something that was intended based on the weird mixed blend of arts and skills and passions and talents and places of birth and location and scenarios combined with a little deja vu humility and people you think you knew before but didn't I don't know I just don't know that screaming should be your number one defense in your systematic reaction scale of I don't like what's happening to me right now. Like for instance, when you're a baby you scream because it's cute and it gets someone's attention and you're still learning and processing emotions. That's why when I was talking about English, I'm saying like I have a granddaughter and when she screams right now, I scream back because it's adorable. Because she's mimicking and she's learning and she gets a kick out of it and she smiles because she thinks she's doing communication. Because she's still learning communication. So I think that's why it you don't use it as a way to get any reaction. You use it as a way to get different reactions and I I just wouldn't waste screaming on everyday things because then when something surreal happens, what are you going to do? Are you going to do a backflip on fire while screaming and, or is it this, is it a new scream? Should we develop a new scream for screamers? Something that sounds really awful. Like when I heard about those, uh, Ultra Rogan talked about them, those, Amazon people that would wait for war in the morning and on at night they would sit there and do these blood curdling screams that just gave you the most eerie horrible feeling 
so that by morning they were so psychologically afraid their enemies like kiltered. It was all psychological. It's pretty smart. Save a lot of life that way. But not everybody can do that and not everybody wants to do that. I don't like that. I don't ever want to hear that one again. And if I got to hear a little girl screaming like that, it needs to make me react because now I don't react. I just hear it and I'm like, ugh. Give her the freaking licorice. Not, oh my gosh, I'm being kidnapped. I'm being taken by somebody I'm uncomfortable and I'm going to be trafficked or some crazy stuff that you would scream about. That's why people have to yell fire. They already had to change it. I'm like, no, it shouldn't be fire. If I hear scream, it should be like, whoa. But it's the same thing with dogs. Gosh, my dog. You know, my dog's annoying. But I've got people that I know with other dogs that are more annoying because there's lots of them. And my dogs bark. If a cupboard shuts, if they think someone's out front, if there's a squirrel in the back, if they have a bird landing on the deck. Oh, don't even get me started with feral cats. They're everywhere. There's so many feral cats. We already live trapped and caught five and took them out to a beautiful acreage where we know that they're getting regular meals like chipmunks and cat food and warm places in the winter to curl up in where right now they don't have any of that so they're much happier we've even seen them they're all together happy and they're not in suburbia littering six kittens a month under each neighbor's deck to go make more of them good night but we still could catch five six more just in our backyard i haven't seen them fornicate in a tree i wish i could have got a picture but my iphone sucks so one thing about Android, you can take a better picture. My phone, you can't. Anyway, that's all I gotta say about that. And there you have it. Another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own, or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone, and have a great one.